There is nothing wrong with your internet. Do not attempt to adjust your settings. We are controlling the podcast. We control the squealing and the screams. We can make your heart flutter, your eyes blur from tears, or sharpen your mind to crystal clarity. For the next hour, sit back. We are in control of what you hear. We repeat, there is nothing wrong with your setting. You are about to experience the awe and mystery known as the female mind. You are now entering the Fangirl Zone. Welcome to Sci-Fi Talk on the Fangirl Zone, a podcast where we discuss shows on the Sci-Fi Channel. I'm Steve. And I'm Sean Fangirl S. And today we'll be discussing episode 10 of season one of Resident Alien. I can't believe we got here. I can't either. (laughs) It feels like it was just like last week when we started this. Yeah, it flew by, that's for sure. Yes. Oh my goodness. So, initial thoughts. Obviously, I feel like it went really fast. Yes. (laughs) And it was really good. And if you haven't seen it yet, we did share that Resident Alien tweeted out a really small blooper reel. Yes. Which I've been begging for. Yes. (laughs) And I was crying. It was hilarious. Yes. I knew, I knew it had to be out there. And especially how Alan Tudyk is trying to keep his shit together. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, I knew it had to happen. I knew it had to be there. I'm so happy it was. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, this was so, a overall, pretty amazing episode. That's for sure. We got a lot of interesting things that went down that we weren't really expecting. (laughs) You're right. With the Hawthorns and Mike and Liv. Yes. Harry was his usual self. (laughs) Yeah. I have to say, at the end of the episode, the end of the season, I was not about to say this is some bullshit because we have had some... Some shows ended, and that's exactly how I felt. And I am so glad that we did not have this. Harry may have had his moment, but we, I think, all enjoyed this. Oh, yeah. And we've got plenty to dig into for season two that should be very interesting. Oh, my gosh, yeah. (laughs) All right. Once again, this episode was directed by Robert Duncan McNeil. And we do have some feedback from episode nine from Jazz. So let's take a listen to what she had to say about the episode. Hello, this is Jazz giving pre-episode feedback. For Resident Alien, I don't know the episode number, it's the one where he actually goes to a science fiction convention with Asta, so I'm assuming that will be a hoot and a half, because he'll be pointing out all the policies of everybody's outfits, and that his kind are bigger and stronger than the ones that actually have scales. His nerdiness and his awkwardness will fit right in because there are lots of people who are awkward and nerdy and don't care about it when you go to the various conventions. So they just go with the flow and say, that's you. And, you know, he'll go, oh, you got that perfectly right. Or he'll be noticing, you know, people with their star charts and the merch that they have. And, oh, that's a cool looking spaceship. You know, all the funny one-liners I'm sure that I will listen to. So if I don't get a chance, want to give you a small feedback for Resident Ailing. Can't wait. Thanks. Well, thank you, Jazz. And yeah, that was the amazing episode. (laughs) 
Yes, and it made me feel like I was at con. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> we had to get something. Thank you for throwing in a convention. You know we are all jonesing for one. Yes, absolutely. And yeah, the the description of the aliens by Harry was probably one of the best parts. <laughs> oh my gosh, that was great. It's like, oh no, they're actually very nice. Yes. And we have some more feedback from Jazz, but we'll get to that at the end of the episode. So once again, Jazz, thanks for the feedback. Thanks, Jazz. All right, let's get into episode 10, the season finale, Heroes of Patient. On the verge of completing his mission, Harry faces his own humanity. Yeah, okay. (laughs) (laughs) What do you expect from sci-fi? They never give as much on their... Oh my gosh, their little synopsis of the show always kills me. Yes. Well, we're going to start in patience with the Hawthorns. As we see Mike showing Sahar the video featuring Lisa snooping around Max's room. They figure out the government is on to him. And of course, Max wants to warn Harry. Except when they get to the door, they realize Lisa and David are sitting outside in the camper. That's not good. No. But Max takes off for Harry's on his bike anyway. And you go, this isn't going to end well. And we see Lisa and David arguing over being too close to Max when suddenly they hit something. I was freaking out. Yes, especially when they got out and there was Sahar. (laughs) Oh, no. Well, when you just seen the bike, I'm like, oh, my God, they hit him. (laughs) I was seriously, like, freaking out. Yeah. And you go, once again, this little Sahar shows she's got more smarts than most of the adults. Yes. As she was planted there to merely derail the pair from following Max any further. And while she's at it, she attaches... Kate's phone to the bumper of the RV so they can track them. Pretty smart. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And we move on to later on in the evening as Max and Sahar realize that the camper is still outside their house. And well, I love it because at first they didn't know because they're like, no way, because it says it's right outside. And then they look, it's like, oh, (laughs) freak out. I would have been freaking out too. I'll tell you that. Yes. And Kate goes up to do her aerobics. So you know she's got a earbuds in. So Lisa and David just kind of let themselves in. And Does they... nobody lock their house? No. Am I the only one who's paranoid and locks my house up all the time? I do as well. They know the little snots are up to something. And they want to know who's the alien. So they interrogate the two. And David actually divulges that the alien is there to kill everyone. And you know that doesn't set well with Max and Sahar. Right. And I was kind of surprised because I thought it would be more like, no way, he wouldn't do something like that. Like the kids would flip up. Right. And I love it. She pulls out the picture he drew of Harry as the doctor. Yeah, I'm sorry. What does this mean? What does this white coat mean? I'll give you three guesses. Yeah. (laughs) How dumb are you? Exactly. I mean, I know a lot of times they make adults like, oh, I don't understand, but come on. Yeah. And Kate wanders into the living room to find Lisa and David grilling Max and Sahar. Lisa shoves Kate into the closet at gunpoint as Ben walks up, witnessing it all from outside his front door. 
Ben stealthily calls Mike, who advises him to wait until reinforcements arrive. Yeah, now, you figure it can't be but a couple of minutes, but <laughs> Ben's. I was really surprised though with how this played out. Oh, absolutely, it was gold as <laughs> Ben swoops in like a superhero, just as Kate pushes her way out of the closet. Both of them take on David and Lisa, proceeding to beat the snot out of the intruders with various pots and pans. And I'm trying to figure out, because at one point, I can't remember which one of them had like a statue. Right. <laughs> so I'm like, how are these two still moving? I mean, they hit him in the head. They were beating the crap out of their legs. Yeah. How did they not get knocked the hell out? Exactly. And of course- I mean, I was impressed. <laughs> I was impressed. And I mean, at some point, so was Sahar. But yes. <laughs> I'm like, seriously, they should have been able to knock him out. See, this is why you have to have a cast iron pan. Exactly. Cast iron skill would have done the job. (laughs) Although you may have killed them at the same time. Because those things are heavy. Yes. I love they're (laughs) playing the song, spending the night together. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's like such a laid back song. And it's sweet as they're beating the crap out of people. It's like, hmm. Okay. <laughs> but I mean, hello, crazy Lisa pulls out the gun. Yeah. They it's knock like, it out of her hand and then kicks it away. It's just like, wow. <laughs> Honestly, I don't know if David would have let that go that far. No, absolutely. Like, not. I think he would have, like, fought her, especially. I mean, he stopped her. Which was enough to to give our couple time to <laughs> get in place, I guess. <laughs> but I don't think he would have let her as as much as he's like, I have to do this. This is my job. I think he would have stopped her too. Right. And somehow they get up and get the hello out of there. Yeah, and they're not even bleeding that much. I don't know. They. I feel like there should have been more blood there. Right. And of course, Sahal exclaims, you guys are like Daredevil and the Black Widow. <laughs> I thought that was funny. Yeah. And then Mike and Liv show up after the incident. <laughs> and Kate and Ben notice the blood all over each other. And well, they get. Oh, my God. Very turned on. <laughs> And I love the fact that it happens. And then we we go back and Mike's like, no, no. Mike and Liv are just like, no, can we please? No. Yeah, that's not right. (laughs) There's kids here. Yeah. I was dying. That's too much. That's really deep. (laughs) Oh, my God. I think that was funnier. Not just like, oh, okay, they're all right. They're making out. But the fact that the other two are like, oh. Yeah. Please. Oh, there's children. We yes. don't need this X-rated version happening here. Yeah. Fortunately, Sahal didn't have to see it because her parents <laughs> came and got her before that started happening. Uh, we go to the clinic where we see Lisa and David incapacitate Dr. Stone. Apparently, Max told them it was the town doctor. That was the ex- extraterrestrial. <laughs> well, you know what? He wasn't lying. No, he wasn't. Bend that truth as much as you can, Harry. (laughs) Like, just vague. Yeah. Vague, vague, vague. And I still feel like somehow, and we have the whole next season, it's going to come out that Ethan is is either an alien 
or was undercover there too. Right, because Ethan is taken away by McAllister's lackeys. David just wants yes, David just wants to be rid of Lisa now that the alien is in governmental custody. (laughs) Well, not so fast, my friend. McAllister reveals that David must be taken out. Lisa I was surprised. Yeah, I wasn't. Lisa's I was, but yeah, but okay, I'm like stuttering. I can't even talk. Yeah. I was surprised, let me say, because you, I think, had said early on that you thought Lisa was the general's daughter. Right. And so nothing was revealed there. And so that's why I'm surprised. Like, I was expecting her, her to be like, yeah, she's crazy. She's my kid. Right. Take him out. Yes. You know, or something like that. <laughs> you know, a, a reason beyond just, just following like, orders. I used you. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And Lisa's orders were to kill him once the mission was finished, and Lisa pulls her gun. Fortunately, some kids walk by, and Lisa flees the scene, not wanting to get caught in the middle of murdering someone. So David has a chance to escape. And interestingly enough, David says something about, oh my gosh, are you MIB? It's like, yes. okay, really? <laughs> and she's like, no, I would report it if I wanted them involved. So it's like, wait a second. <laughs> so what are we getting next season? Yeah. (laughs) No telling. So we check in with Darcy and Asta. And earlier in the day, Sheriff Mike and Deputy Liv are woken up bright and early in the morning to respond to a call from Darcy. (laughs) She was banging on the windows. We see her pacing outside Harry's cabin because she found the real Harry Vanderspiegel in Harry's freezer. However, she assumed it was the Harry she knew that someone murdered him. I loved it. She goes, the man I love. (laughs) I was like, did she just say that? Yes. (laughs) All right, Darcy. Didn't that came out of left field? Yeah. And that's why I thought she was going to freak out. Like I said, last episode, like she's going to think that she didn't do enough. And right. And he died and, and like just panic. Yeah. And of course, Harry answers the door to find the trio standing before him. And of course, Darcy is bewildered by his appearance. Well, since he's alive, she can only assume that Harry killed someone else. That looked like him? Yeah. (laughs) And she pulls the Cletus and flies through the house and down to the basement. And Liv follows and rummages through the freezer, but... There isn't a body in there. I was starting to freak out, though. I'm like, oh, Oh, yeah. (laughs) Did he know? How did he know? I mean, I guess because everybody and their brother breaks that lock off the freezer. I would think so. Seriously, how have you not burned it yet? Yes. And Darcy accuses Harry of moving the said body. (laughs) And suddenly a fight breaks out between Darcy and Mike. Darcy is hell-bent on proving that Harry is hiding a corpse. Oh, my God. That was funny, though. Oh, it was hilarious. <laughs> What's he say something like, you're stronger than a wild dog or something? Yeah. <laughs> like, just really rude, basically. Yes. And Mike eventually arrests her for assaulting a police officer. Meanwhile, Liv spots an empty boot near the shoreline. Here we go, season two story. <laughs> yeah. Now, later on, Asta bails Darcy out of jail, and Darcy jumps to conclusions regarding the corpse she found. Maybe Aston Harry murdered this person together. <laughs> wow, like killing everybody. Okay, everybody's becoming murderers. Yes, Darcy reveals what she actually saw. 
And additionally, she knows that Asta's withholding information from her. She's keeping a devastating secret. And Asta tries to throw Darcy off the scent without a whole lot of luck. (laughs) Then we find out that Dan has given Jay a part-time job at the diner. Well, of course Grandpa has. And of course, Jay runs into Asta, who reassures Jay that they can talk about anything. And Jay is still just, (laughs) no, I can't deal with this yet. (laughs) She declines the invitation for discussion. I mean, it makes sense, though. I mean, oh, you want me to come to talk to you about you? Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah, guess not. (laughs) So after Jay depart, Max and Sahar slide into Asta's booth, and they reveal that they know that she knows. Now, they know that she knows that they know. No? Something like that. (laughs) I know that you know, you know? It's like, what? Yeah. And Max informs Asta that the government is after Harry. He knows this because they were sneaking around in his room. Oh, and Sahar taped Kate's phone underneath Lisa's camper bumper so they can track the government. Later, we see Asta running into Dr. Ethan at the office and ask if she can leave early. And we know she's trying to contact Harry. But just as she's about to depart, Liv arrives on the scene. And she inquires if she can see the frozen foot that was dredged up from the lake earlier. She wants to How see. How are it. you just leaving it in your like break room freezer? <laughs> Liv wants to see if it fits the blown boot. Asta notices a marking on said foot that resembles the one on Harry's foot. Rot row. She pieces it all together. Harry murdered the real Harry Vanderspiegel. Later on, Darcy makes a pit stop at the diner, and Jay confides in her. Darcy learns that Asta is Jay's biological mother. Jay feels like she can't tell anyone, including her adoptive parent. Well, duh. Darcy vows- Wait, they don't know? The adopt, uh, well, I'm sure the adoptive parents know who the birth mother is, but she doesn't realize that. Okay. Because I was like, wait, I thought they would know unless they never actually asked, like they wanted it to be closed, but. No, we saw Asta take the baby, or no, it was no, Dan. No, someone, yeah. Dan took the baby up or whoever the Some man guy, was. Yeah. yeah. That's right. So yeah, they wouldn't know. Yeah, maybe they didn't never ask to know. Right. Yeah. So it makes sense why Jay can't feel like she can talk to her adoptive parents about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now it makes more sense. Yeah. So Darcy vows to be a bastion of support for the young girl, but first free onion ring. <laughs> That's part of the plan. Yeah. And later we see Darcy is sitting in the dark when Mayor Ben finds her. She's feeling down about it all. Darcy doesn't think she's done anything worthwhile in her life. I just want it all to matter, she confesses. Well, Ben reassures her that she's accomplished incredible things. He wishes he could be as brave and as strong as she is. And out of nowhere, Darcy kisses him and he freaks out and flees the scene in a hurry. I was starting to think that Ben was going to leave Kate, go back with Darcy. Right. And then when this happened, because this was before the other scene, so it was like, uh uh-oh. Yeah. (laughs) And later on, we see Jay running into Jimmy. (laughs) And what initially appears to be a tender meeting between the father and daughter morphs into Jay blatantly threatening him. You ever touch Asta again and I'll effing kill you, she vows. 
I was surprised there too. Yeah. Well, it didn't surprise me that it did come out of her mouth, but. I'm like, I'm surprised, but not surprised, I guess, the best way. (laughs) But it's like, oh, she said it. Yes. Okay. (laughs) Because he's walking up to her like, oh, she wants to talk to me. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Like, everybody knows about you, dude. Really? Yeah, exactly. And it was all a ploy because, well, Jay keeps Jimmy occupied. Darcy gets into his truck and releases the parking brake. And we see it rolling down the hill as Jimmy tries to catch up to it, but doesn't before it crashes. Yeah, I love it. Uh, Move out of the way. I really, really wanted it to hit the camper. Yes. But we didn't see that. Not saying that it didn't, but we didn't see that happen. And I was just hoping it would. Yes, that would have been awesome. That would have been perfect. (laughs) Then we go to the sheriff's office where Mike and Liv are observing the murder board in tandem. There's the foot and the boot, Darcy's testimony. And they decide to question Harry the next morning. This might not go so well. No. And then Liv discovers that Mike purchased an espresso machine just for her. He really does love her. (laughs) I wouldn't go that far. No, I love it. It's for everybody, not just you. (laughs) She just hugging on him. (laughs) It's like, sure, it's for everybody. Yeah. Not only that, he respects her doorknob instincts. Yeah, I think he's finally realized that she's just a little bit brighter than he is. (laughs) (laughs) Now we're going to go to Harry as we open with Harry driving through the night, saying, going through his spill about everything dies, even animals, and just trying to talk himself into getting rid of humanity. But we see him stop at Sam's office. What the hell? Yeah, I didn't realize that this was a flashback. Right, until he walks up to the door and it says, flashback from five months ago. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so Harry procures Sam's insulin from the mini fridge and tampers with it. So the real Harry Vanderspiegel killed Sam. That was something I did not see coming. <laughs> Neither did I. I'm still trying to figure out the why. Yes, makes no sense. <laughs> Unless Sam's wife paid him to do it, just so maybe she was offering to split the insurance money with him. I don't know, because I'm still stuck on the whole thing that Evie said. Right. Evie, whatever, the wife, yes. about those two guys came to the, the apartment looking for you. Right. And I don't know why. It's like, was he doing this so he would have to stay in this little dinky place that gets snowed in? So, like, he wouldn't have to go back to deal with whatever the situation was in New York? Oh, absolutely. I have a feeling he probably did surgery on a mob boss and things didn't go quite so well. And so now the mob's after him or he got messed up with gambling and has a big gambling debt. And so, yeah, when she offered to pay him to take out her husband, he says, oh, yeah, I'll do that. Just so it'll be enough money to maybe pay off his gambling debt and save his ass. (laughs) All kinds of possibilities. And we see Harry asleep on the couch and alien Harry is observing him from outside the cabin. So just prior to Harry taking human Harry out. Later, we see Harry's device is at full power, time to decimate humanity. And once he activates it, the device will take 90 minutes to detonate. Now, that's a hell of a timer. (laughs) 
But Harry is distracted by a commercial on the radio for the very first pizza place in Patience. <laughs> he can't kill everybody on an empty stomach. I thought that was so funny. Oh, yeah. But I'm looking at the pizza going, that's an awful thick crust. Yes. <laughs> like, I'm just going, mm. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> so he moseys over to the town's only pizza joint, and Harry mingles with the residents of Patience. He happily tries to shove a full pizza pie into an unsuspecting baby's mouth. Yeah, they're like, no, 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 no. And he's just looking like, this is so good. good yeah. <laughs> like, are you high again? Exactly. He arrives home with an armful of pizza boxes. <laughs> what was that, about 15, 20 pizzas? I don't know. I'm like, that's a lot of damn pizzas. Yes. Even keeping that in your refrigerator, Harry, is going to go bad before you can eat all of that. Right. <laughs> so now, he, when he wipes out humans, he'll have pizza for days. And he hovers his finger over the device, but he hesitates, thinking, maybe I should test it first. Harry tries to direct the device's energy toward dead Harry. Hey, that's one way to get rid of a body. Yeah. You don't have to worry about burning it. Yes, absolutely. Though, of course, it may come back to bite him in the ass eventually. He could have claimed that it was self-defense that he had to kill dead Harry and they could pin the murder on dead Harry. <laughs> yeah, they can't do that now. <laughs> right. But of course, the corpse is reanimated once again. I'm beginning to think dead Harry is Harry's conscience. <laughs> it was really interesting seeing him talk to himself. Right. <laughs> Again, just another character. It's like, oh my God. Yeah. And Dead Harry is back to taunt and belittle him. <laughs> of course, Dead Harry delves into the plans he had for his future, wanting to grow old with Isabel. Now, of course, instead of mentioning buying a house... He bought a plot of land for burial. <laughs> like, huh? You bought the grave sites? Yeah. Uh, didn't you have like divorce papers that were pending? Exactly. So yeah, how exactly were you going to grow old? <laughs> yeah. Loving Isabel so much. And it's like, of course, Harry starts to think he loved Isabel as well. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was kind of funny with the back and forth there. I loved her too. No, you didn't. <laughs> it's like, I felt something it's like yeah. no you didn't exactly harry asks, what is love and is told it's joy and fury held in your heart and wrapped with hope <laughs> and dead harry tells harry he doesn't think he'll go through with destroying humanity he's becoming too much like a human himself and harry sorts out his feelings which are rather complicated but he even apologizes to dead harry for murdering him uh, a little late there, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> Just saying. So really, this all boils down to Harry is stalling. And finally, Harry directs the device's energy towards Corpse Harry and zap, he's gone. You might have to do that a few more times, Harry. Except you don't have that device anymore. Right. But however, the device burns his finger. That's not supposed to happen. So if he tried to detonate it now, he'd also die along with the humans. Well, that's a predicament. I didn't understand how he burned himself. It's like, shouldn't it be molecular, not just... 
Yeah. Feelings? Yes, I would think so. I thought that was weird. Yes. So later, Asta arrives at the cabin and accuses him of slaughtering the real Harry Vanderspiegel. And she's appalled by it all and claims they're done. They aren't friends. Of course, Harry beseeches her to stay. He considers her to be a friend. And Harry's struck with the revelation. He realizes that Asta's the reason he has humanity in the first place. She's changed him, but it's not enough. Asta leaves and Harry starts crying. Oh my God, that was so sad because he's, or was it Asta says, you're not my friend. And he's like, but I thought you were my friend. I'm like, yes. I was like, oh, this is so sad. Yes, it is. It's the first time he's ever felt such overwhelming sadness and he's bewildered by the tears rolling down his face. Yes. But that's enough to get him back of the mindset that he despises Earth now and it's time to kill everyone. Harry finally Did you get... Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Harry finally pushes the button and detonation will occur in 90 minutes. Did you get the I'm taking my toys and going home vibe? Yes. He was a... And that's why he's like... Yes. Fine. Do this. I don't care. Yes. I was like, oh, Harry, come on. You're better than this. Yes. And we cut to the ship hangar where suddenly we see Harry driving through the building that houses his ship. Detonation time is now 17 minutes. Interesting that he knew where it was. Yes. I guess his device is also a darn good tracker. Aston Max appear and he reactivates the vessel so it can be seen by the human eye. Enters the ship and starts her up. Now we're at 12 minutes and we get a whole horde of MIBs show up <laughs> and proceed to shoot at him. I all thought he we can were going to get was, the general I here. the pizza. <laughs> yeah, that that was funny. It's like, yeah, you can kind of like stop and pick up pizza. Yeah. <laughs> like zip back over there. But I was surprised the general wasn't there. Yes, I was too. I kind of figured that but she's probably with the ones that are driving back to the hangar. Well, plus they think they already have the alien. Right. So maybe she's going to go try to dissect them. Yeah. So Ass and Max get caught and Harry can't leave him like that. So he emerges from his ship in full alien form and start knocking soldiers aside. Yeah, and apparently he's bulletproof. Well, I wasn't sure. I thought that that was actually more of a a protective shield. He's got his Oh, maybe. Yeah, because they were kind of deflecting off. It wasn't that he was just absorbing them and not doing anything to him. And we see Asta tell Max to run away. Yeah, he did. (laughs) Asta tries to persuade Harry to refrain from wiping out humanity. And she tells him that they're (laughs) friends. Oh, good. So you'll come with me and then we'll blow up everything. I wanted her to be like, yeah, no, wait, my friends and family are still here too, remember? Yes. (laughs) No? Like, tell him more than just, wait, what? Right. And you have to think that because when Asta got Darcy out of jail, we actually discover what Asta's tell is. She starts getting feely and huggy. You know what? I didn't even catch that. She did that with Harry. And I I did not even catch that. She's lying out her ass. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out in season two. Yeah. That was a good catch, though. Yeah. I know she said it, but still, yep, wasn't even there. Wasn't thinking it. Yep, because 
She finds out the government's after him. She gets off of work so she can go talk to Harry. But she finds out that Harry probably killed the real Harry. So she goes to the cabin and tells him they're done. She's no longer friends and yet shows up with Max because Max has told her that, yeah, Harry's going to try to eliminate humanity. So, yeah, this was just to (laughs) try to save everybody on Earth. I really think Max is trying to save Harry, though, too. Oh, absolutely. There's no doubt in my mind Max is trying to save Harry. Mm -hmm. And she tells him he's changed for the better and she embraces her weird alien friend. Well, (laughs) her tell is telling. (laughs) And, of course, Harry asks to come with her and they can destroy the world together. But, nah, she's not going to buy that. She's staying on Earth. And Harry decides that he can't decimate the world's populace if Asta stays behind. So he decides to dispose of the device the only way he knows how. So prior to leaving, Harry offers the rest of his pizza to Asta. It's in the freezer. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Thanks for that. And I guess all the other meat in in the freezer. Freezer, Yep. And later we see Harry flying through space. He contemplates humanity's primary strength, love. True strength is derived from not killing. It's choosing love over hate. Harry tosses the device into space and it detonates and Earth is safe. Then he spots a certain stowaway on his ship. (laughs) Well, when Asta told Max to hide, that was the safest place to hide in the ship i see i would have thought that was super dangerous because you don't know what's gonna happen right i think with all the bullets flying around i I still think that's the safest place yeah probably now harry has to go back to earth and his classic this is some bullshit (laughs) and like i said at the beginning this moment and this show was so not bullshit. Yes. <laughs> and the fact that it totally mirrors the pilot with that, it's like, great job, guys, to bring yes. that back around. Loved Absolutely. it. Yes. Yeah, this has been an amazing season. There's no doubt about it. They've It was so good. Have combined just about every type of genre there is into one show about an alien and it's just oh it's been fantastic well and i thought it was great (laughs) we have some feedback from this episode as well as jazz has gotten her thoughts on the finale so let's take a listen hello this is jazz and this is my review of the resident alien season finale i actually really liked this show a lot for all of its humor as well as the angst that harry surprisingly feels with all the various emotions that he has running through his human alien body so it helps him learn a lot more than he had expected and when i was watching the beginning part i thought it was harry as in the alien and then i realized that it was no the the regular retired doctor who for some reason decided to kill the local doctor with botulism. So I was not expecting that. Spoilers, by the way. So I don't know why he would do that other than he got bored being retired and wanted to take up the job. But I thought he had more money than God, so why did he need to do that? Maybe they'll explain that in season two. But I did like the reference to karma when the alien Harry comes up and kills the other Harry who had also killed Sam. So I thought that was a nice touch. I love that Harry the alien was stopped by a pizza craving and he didn't want to blow up the oith without having pizza first and he buys 20 of them thinking that they will stay in his freezer and taste the same when he reheats them they don't (laughs) 
<laughs> I think the closest you get is if you fry them. Microwaving, not so much. So he saved a bunch. And then the next thought was, okay, well, when he blows up the earth, aren't the pizzas going to go too? So, or maybe it's just the humans and you save the planet, you know, and all the architecture is left. I thought that was kind of an odd part. When he was having a conversation with himself, as the, the dead Harry said he loved his wife. If that were true, why are they getting a divorce? And why did he mention that he bought a plot in New York and not a house in New York? So he wants them to die together, but don't necessarily live together? So I found that a little odd. But of course, it's probably just Harry's brain who came up with it all. So of course, that is a little odd. And Harry doesn't want to go and leave everybody so he's procrastinating. I thought that was lovely. And if he's going to blow up everything, isn't that going to make him blow up too? And then later it alluded to not so much because it's not supposed to hurt alien bodies, but evidently if you've been a human for a long time, it kind of gives you a singe on your finger and might blow you up too. So he had to get off the oith with his ship. I still don't trust Dr. Eakin. He just seems too good to be true. And now he's in a black site. So I don't know if we'll necessarily have to worry about him or not. They'll probably just knock him off so since they don't want witnesses. And speaking of knocking off, I'm sure that crazy, maniacal woman who plays the wife is probably the daughter of the general, because they're both just a little around the bend. I thought it was clever of the kids to put, to track the RV using their mom's cell phone. And I guess it was that basic that they didn't think to check for things like that in a podunk little town. So it was a very good way of using the, you know, find my iPhone device. And I love the fact that when they actually invaded the house, that the parents kicked the crap out of them. <laughs> I love that, but everything they could possibly find and why didn't they have a baseball bat? Because that really would have worked. But evidently pots and pans worked enough to get them to go out the door, but I would have hit them harder. But I love the fact that the music was actually sharing the night together while they beat the crap out of somebody. It was a very bonding experience for them. And somehow I don't think he's going to have a problem looking at his wife in the future. I thought that that was awesome. Definitely a plot twist that I was not expecting and another reason to really enjoy the show. I love that Mike is mending his ways and showing that he cares in the way that he does by buying Liv's the Nepresso machine that she wanted and didn't balk when she wanted to give him a hug. And he's like, oh no, it's for the office. And she's like, nah, it's for me. It's for me. She was all happy and he's like, okay. I love that part. Shows he actually has a heart, which I didn't think he did. Oh, Max did hide very well inside the ship. Hopefully the ship still has a cloaking device so that he can drop off Max and not have anybody notice him just appear in thin air. Or he could actually take him a spin around all the planets and show him that he really did do a good science report on that uh, displaying of all the planets. By the way, here's the moon satellite base that I was telling you about. And, you know, I thought that would be kind of cool before he gets dropped off. You know, I, I very much enjoyed it. I was surprised of how many loose ends got taken care of. I thought it was cool that Asta threatened uh, Jimmy on behalf of Asta. I thought that was awesome and the fact that they let his truck go down and he couldn't get inside the truck turn off the emergency brake they had fun doing that Darcy probably has another good friend to get into trouble with which Asta probably won't like very much should make for some interesting plot twists next season hope all was well talk to you later this is Jazz bye oh yeah. my gosh Jazz yes I, I don't even know where to start <laughs> you basically just recapped everything that we did only way faster yes <laughs> <laughs> But, oh my gosh, it's amazing how, like, I don't even know if you took a breath, by the way. Yes. Um, <laughs> and I say that because I've totally done that with some of our whole episodes. Yes. So, I don't know, where do we want to start?
Pots now, and pans, definitely. Yes, the pots and pans were awesome. And yes, something that was so totally unexpected. Yes. Because we've never seen, you know, those two have just been comedic fodder all season long. And when it push comes to shove, they're there for their kid. And so that was really pretty awesome. And yeah, the line about karma was definitely well-placed. And yeah, um, they we- did, I was going to say, he did say something about the detonation. Well, it wasn't saying something. His dream, when he dreamed, he detonated it and it only affected basically human life. So right. buildings and everything. Right. So it wasn't yeah. going to be a total destruction because yeah. otherwise his cousins, the octopus that were previously aliens would all die too. Right. That was the episode with the cheers opening. Yeah. And yeah, all the humans disintegrated, but nothing else. The dog was right. still there and the houses and everything. So, and yeah, I agree with you, Jazz. I think Lisa is the general's daughter. <laughs> They just, I just wish they'd said something. I know. It really would have been nice if they did. Because we don't know how much we're going to see of them again. I would love for Harry to end up back at the cabin and find David hiding there. <laughs> and have David be- that would be weird. join Team Harry. And at least he would be able to help out with the <laughs> deflecting of any thoughts anybody would have about Harry possibly being not only a murderer, but an alien. <laughs> so yeah, well, I, we have plenty to work with in season two. And yeah, a lot of stuff did get wrapped up. I'm c- still concerned about Asta. And was that really her tell or was she sincere? If they wouldn't have told us her tell in the episode, I would have thought bought it as being sincere, that she just was upset, so she blew up and had had time to cool off and was being sincere, but... (laughs) Yeah, now that you said it, I'm like, hmm. Yeah, it's one of those little earworms that just doesn't want to go away. And yeah, it was great to see Jay get back at Jimmy. Yes. Well, Uh, and the kids were awesome as well. Yeah. Yeah, tracking the RV with the my, with Kate's phone, that was awesome as well. So, Jazz, we really appreciate you joining us on this fantastic ride that's been Resident Alien Season 1. We appreciate your feedback and looking forward to Season 2 with you. Yes, Jazz, and all the stuff that you're catching that we missed, we'll have to have you on an episode to do it live next yes. time. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Well, you know how we feel. And I think we're a little overwhelmed and super excited about everything that happened this season. We still want to know how you feel. So you can still shoot us your feedback at sci-fi talk at fangirlzone.com. We will absolutely answer you. And since it's the end of the season, we can always share it at the beginning of next season, but we will actually answer you before next season too. And while you're at it, if you're sharing all of your crazy tinfoil hat theories with us, which I would absolutely love, if you wouldn't mind rating and reviewing us on iTunes and every other platform you find us on because good ratings and reviews help other fans of the show find us. Tell your friends about the show. They can binge watch the entire season and come up with their own tinfoil hat. And of course, we hope you are enjoying our podcast and we would love to hear from you and anything you think we should review if it's something above and beyond 
what we have in right now. Don't forget to go check out www.fangirlzone.com to see our contacts page and all the ways you can get a hold of us that way and all of the podcasts that we have because we're sitting at about 25 different shows right now. Is that correct, Steve? Yep. Yes, you can find the Fangirl Zone everywhere. And we have a bunch of new ones always coming out. And I'm so excited with some of the stuff we have on board. So for this episode of Sci-Fi Talk, I am Sean Fangirl S. And I'm Steve. I am more handsome than a pig. And until next time.